disappointed in myself I really got scammed I got catfished I ended up falling in love with this guy that I never even met I believed what he said and what he needed and 
I was vulnerable, I guess, from, you know, not receiving my initial wants in my relationship from my divorce. And this person was giving me what I was missing. And that's feeling wanted. That's um, compliments and reassurance that I'm a good woman and you know the words and the texts and the wanting to be with me really drew me in and then him wanting help from me um because I felt in my marriage that the little help that I did ask for was like I wasn't doing enough. I was too needy and stuff. But when I look at it, it's things that a person, if you love that person, you have no problem doing. And whatever I ask of my husband, I would do in a heartbeat for him. So I just assumed that our love was the same and it wasn't. And I'm learning like everybody's version of love, everyone's version of marriage, everyone's version of what loyalty is, is different. And we don't know the extent of that unless we have those conversations. And a lot of those conversations just wasn't had. And I commend myself after my marriage, I went into self-development and figuring out what <clears throat> what I can do so I don't go into a downward spiral. And I initially found this group with um, Insight, Impact, and it was very impactful in my life. It helped me. And I was a little, over, I was overweight, like really badly at that point. And just going through that and meeting the right people, I was able to leave that environment, which where in this setting, people saw me. They saw me, they saw my smile, they saw my, um, just the whole essence of me and, and just how I can brighten up a room and just, um, they saw my growth within the week or so that I was there, um, Initially, I guess I was standoffish and was more quiet and not as voiceful on my views. And that's me trying to fill out everything and trying to fill out everyone around me. And I was able to start showing who I was as a person and people just giving me validation, I guess. Um, 
just you know I'm just not used to it and I know I thrive off of it because even as simple as my tennis matches when I have that motivation behind me and I feel my team behind me I play even better like and so I know within who I am that if I had that support um, in my life and in different aspects, just to give me that push. I never had my mom to say, do your best, or I never had my dad to say, you can do it. And, and that's all I needed from them, but I never got it. And so I don't, I didn't, I didn't grow up believing that I could in a, in a way, you know, looking at TV and watching the Bill Cosby and, and Felicia Rashad relationships and different world, like I got inspiration from others. At the same time, it still seems so far away. Like I did have what I thought to be possible, but the surroundings that I was in didn't lead me to believe that it was possible. Um, as a kid, I believe I could do whatever I wanted. And then you have people that surround you that say, oh, no, you're too short. You're too fat. Your breast's too big. You can't do that. And so all of those little comments start chipping away at your confidence and chipping away at what you believe you can do. And when you don't have someone in your life that knows how to pick you up and and tell you otherwise, then you start believing those things. And that's what happened to me because I believed, I believed, I, <laughs> I believed in it all. And I wished I stood by what I believe because I would be so much further than what I am today. And I'm saying all this to say that after, you know, I got my divorce and I decided to, you know, help myself in these different um, classes and workshops and surround myself with different people and just learn new things and new tools to help myself um, because my family is estranged, at least from me. I'm not sure how they are with each other, but I don't get invited to anything. I don't, no one calls me, no one reaches out. And so it's a little saddening. And yes, when I got married, I kind of ended up having my husband's family be my family. And now that we're divorced, they're non-existent. And so I'm alone. And what my ex-husband don't understand is that I gave up my life. I gave up a part of who I was and he took it personal like, is some shot on him like no you didn't make me do that that's something that i chose to do and then half of it i wasn't even realized i was doing and 
it's just what it was. I gave up my life literally because I up and moved after two and a half years of not speaking or not talking to you and believing that the person that I had a relationship with is the same person. It's just crazy to me that I believe that. And then for me to want to (laughs) go into marriage... with this person knowing that he's not all of who I thought he is and I just was on this hoping and wishing in my la la land type feel because I believe in love all the way and because I just knew with all my heart that this is the man I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with that I put all my faith in all of that in him and he wasn't even the same person was there signs yes did I think we could get past it yes because I did ask the questions I did say if we um, needed counseling and all of that stuff, would you do that? He said yes and all of that, and I believed it. And so I go into, well, it was my choice to not, um, to believe that he was the man that I fell in love with, even though two and a half years passed. I still believe that. And a part of me um, wanted to be saved, I believe. Yeah, because my mom and my dad passed within a year of each other. My dad passed in 2008. Then my mom passed in 2009. And then my ex came to Miami and got me and brought me back to Atlanta. So He was like the savior. He's saving me. He want to take care of me. That's my mom and dad. They looking over me. So it kind of felt like, oh, it was meant to happen or me making that story up in my mind because I love stories. I love TV. I like making, you know, drama. And that was the story that I had in my mind. Unbeknownst what was really going on, I was very vulnerable. I was not healed i wasn't in a in the right mind to make a decision to just up and leave my job and run to a man that i haven't talked to within two and a half years and not knowing what the hell he was doing or any of that and i didn't question it because i held him up so high like it's crazy when you look back on things, it's like, man, Tasha, you was vulnerable. You wasn't supposed to go. And was there signs when I got to Atlanta? Yes, there was. And I, and I, and I, you know, ended my lease. I quit my job and I was doing great. I was lonely. I was sad, 
But I enjoyed being single. I mean, I missed being in a relationship because he was my real, my most serious relationship. And so I really wanted it to work. And I thought because it didn't work because I wasn't ready. And being that in that moment, I felt I was ready because I got my master's. I'm living on my own. I'm doing my own thing. I thought I was ready. And that's why he was allowed to come back and get me. But what I didn't realize is that I didn't know how much he was growing. I grew. Did he grow though? Because it seemed like when I got to Atlanta, he got he went backwards. He had a beer belly. He started drinking more. He started doing things that he wasn't doing. And it was a different look from when I left before. Even though we never lived together, we both had our own places. It was just very odd. And I did not feel welcome. I did not feel wanted. Walking into the house, it was very dirty. It wasn't inviting for me. There was no room in the closet. He didn't even move anything. Everything was just a mess. It's like he wanted me to come in and start cleaning and being a a housewife. And I'm not even a wife. So I was so confused and just taken aback from all of it. And... It just made me realize, like, how vulnerable I was when I left this program after my divorce and I started picking myself up. I met some great people got on an eating plan, started working out. Well, I was working out regardless, despite my, um, my, um, what do you call it? My results. I kept working out. I made that a discipline. I made that something I needed to do to make myself better and more healthy. And with along with the eating right and being around the right people I start seeing the results at the same time I didn't realize like I didn't see what other people saw I saw whatever version of myself at the moment that's what I saw and when people start complimenting you, oh, you look so good. And, oh, I see that it's working. I didn't even see it. Um, they made me aware because they said something to me. And so I wasn't even acknowledging my growth and, and where I was growing at and, and my fitness. And then I get vulnerable and start talking to this guy online that feeds me all the language and give me the attention I need from across the country, not even in the same country, and come to find out that that's not even that person. That crushed me. 
I did doubt it. I was like, there's no way this guy would be interested in me. He's way too good looking. He's not even my type. I light, tall, dark, and handsome, and he's short, and he's light-skinned. He is handsome, but it's not my typical type, you know, and he's in a service. I don't date dudes in service, but the language and stuff, it um got me, and then, of course, I'm not speaking with family or friends, and so I got caught up in it, and when you don't have anyone to share what's going on in your life, you get used and abused, and that's what happened. I ended up looking forward to those conversations, and it was one too many. Can I borrow? I don't, I'm so hungry. I'm starving over here. I miss my kids, and he used the three kids that he had, um, on my heart, and when I didn't respond to the last request, well, it wasn't even that. It was, he put me in a predicament. Well, I put myself in a predicament. I can't even say he did, because it's my choices, that he wanted to come and I gave money that I did not have. Um, he really got me. Instead of paying my rent, I paid him so he can come and be with his kids and myself. And I got to the point where I almost got evicted well, it didn't get there, but it was close. And I had to reach out to friends and family. And of course, family. <laughs> I don't know. It's like we run from each other when other people need help. But if it's a person that don't really ask for help and you know my situation, then I probably really need it. So <laughs> um, I reached out to my church and they helped me um, tremendously, and I thank God for that. And that's when I knew he's always watching over me and, and being there for me. And even after that, I struggled really hard because I was going back and forth, hoping this guy that I so-called cared about helping him eat and survive from where he was and you know that's me trying to be helpful and helping someone that I love right well I will continue this <laughs> in the next one but yeah that's where I was I was being helpful I was helping someone I love supposedly yeah <laughs>